A little bit of What If comics action. Double Dose, What If Miles, and What If Krakoa Was 90s. Ooh, baby. Welcome to the XY Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm What If. Also known as Justin. No, don't tell them that. They know. What if my name was What If? Mm. Hey, we got new comics. New comics. X-Men number 10, House of 92. What if Miles Morales was Wolverine and X-Men Unlimited number 20-something? I don't know. This is upsetting. You just straight up stole my role. You just you were just like, I'm just going to list the new comics. I'm not even going to let should do it. Yeah, I used to do that sometimes, and then you started taking it. So now we fight. Uh, well, you get the news. That's because I do the news. Right, so what's the news? <laughs> Tell us the news. <laughs> the Exterminators. Grindhouse. Oh, yeah. Action film, ladies' night with murder and stabs and explosions. I am so excited. Leah Williams, Carlos Gomez. Like, one, Leah Williams. Two, I finally am getting a Dazzler story. Three, Boom Boom. It's an interesting combo. We were talking about it back and forth via text. Boom Boom, Dazzler, and Jubilee all on the same team and and the different ways that their powers show similarities right Mm -hmm. dazzler converts sound to light and uses light as projectiles jubilee essentially creates globules of energy that explode and boom boom similarly it creates fire right well she creates explosions but on a timer and then you got stabs wolverine because you need a Wolverine. Because everybody needs a Wolverine. Everyone needs a Wolverine. We're happy to have her. Makes me double down on the idea that she won't be on the X-Men next year. I don't want to talk about it. A lot of people in the messages were like, what, what is this? Are they going to reboot the whole team? Like, what is this? Are they, even, I don't know. Even the solicitation for issue 12, which would be the final issue before likely the new team would be. Before the gala. Yeah, it's, I believe, the gala issue or Mm -hmm. the the gala tie-in issue. Are we going to reboot the numbering? Are we going to... No, please, let's not reboot the numbering. Why would that... Why do you sound so stressed? Because it's so annoying. Why are we always doing this? Especially if you're going to keep the same creative team and you're just going to change the roster. That would be silly. Well, and it's not like the the story isn't connected. So each individual X-Men team just gets their own number one. That seems excessive. Yes, very much so excessive. But anyway, Exterminators. Exterminators. As we were talking about, that'll be coming in June, I believe. July. June, July, yeah. July. July. Great. I'm excited about it. That's why I know. She knows the news. She knows the news. The other bit was just right before we started recording... The gala looks are coming in. Oh, yeah. A couple of new ones. Gambit Sans shirt. <laughs> no shirt for Gambies. Iceman fixing whatever that was from last year. I don't think Iceman fixed it. I think Christian helped him this year. Yeah. Yeah. Russell was like, um, no. <laughs> um, we're going to fix this. We're going we're gonna to correct this. Actually, it was probably Mateo that did that <laughs> for uh, Iceman last year. Mm, Mateo, how I love you. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom Slay looks all day. amazing. Yeah, he does. He might be one of my favorite outfits thus far. I think he is. And I'm still waiting for Kate's look, though. Like, I'm still waiting. She's in space. But I need to know, 
like, what am I making? And I'm running out of months. I I'm, need more options faster. I'm telling you, she might not be there. What do you mean? Marauders are in space. No. They're, they're not going to be at the Hellfire this Gala. This is an outrage. All right, well, fine. Then I'm going to make Wolverines look. There you go. That's cool, too. Don't you, hold me to that. You have to make rogues look. No. Because you hate it. Because I hate it. <laughs> I was like okay with it-ish when I thought it was a dress. And then when I saw that it was a jumpsuit, I was just like, the lace is not for me. Not for me, dog. Oh, Flark, it's Namor. Oh, man. I loved this issue of Marvel Unlimited. Abslantis. It, <laughs> it was funny. Funnier than your little jokes right now. That's not my joke. That's Tom Taylor's joke from X-Men Red. Okay. I'm just making conversation. Thanks for the dig. <laughs> Anytime. Love you so much. But I thought that was a great issue. I love the relationship between Curse and Sauron. Yeah. They're hysterical together. Um, Sorry. Stop it, you Canadian. Sorry. Oh, and also, interesting perspective on everything that X-Men Green is doing and, mm-hmm. and apparently have been doing for a longer time that Namor's like, hey, um, you know, you, you're causing more trouble or equal trouble or, you know. No, I- he's just like, don't play in my playground. I'll play in my own playground. Go play in Black Panther's playground. I feel like he's threatened. Like, he's like, no, I'll take care of my, the, these are my creatures to protect. And I don't like that you're murdering people, which is valid, but. But you have invaded just as much as those you murdered. Why? Because you thought you could do better than me? I have the powers of a god. What do you have? Exactly. So One he, antler? Well, not anymore. No antlers. No antlers. By the end of the issue, both antlers Ugh. are gone. Another transformation. Yeah. And now she's got a hat. And everybody thinks seagulls are dumb. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I hate seagulls. Oh, they are the worst. And then we go off into Black Panther's terrain. Stopping poachers. But they're also upset. Black Panther and the Wakandans are like, hey, excuse me, is that so? Black Panther. Oh, oh, Flark, it's Black Panther. I mean, here's the thing. I think the general consensus here is we want to stop these people as much as you, but murdering them is not the answer. Right. And also just coming into our area, especially mutants coming into Wakanda, Who which do not recognize. does not recognize. Right. I don't need you here. Don't mm-hmm. want you here. You're stepping on our toes. We know these guys. We were going to kill these guys or at least imprison them, maybe. Get out of my house. Get off my lawn, you stinking kids. Written by Carla Pacheco. Art by Emilio Lesso. Colorist, Rachel Rosenberg. Letters, Joe Sabino. This is Joe Sabino. Joe Sabino. You loved it? You loved it? You're, I did. I really liked it. You are giggling? I really was giggling. Not as I much like, as you were giggling during X-Men 92. Yeah, X-Men 92 is the bomb diggity. Oh, dang. But talk first, about 90s. First, we have to talk about this what if comic. What if Miles Morales became Wolverine? Question mark, exclamation point. It'd be a... What if I didn't care? <laughs> your your reaction to my reaction of it. Like, wait, so how was it? Like, it was fine. It, was, it existed. And then I was like, oh, great. I have something to look forward to. And you said, yeah, just know that it'll be over real soon. And then it's done. And we never have to go back there again. All right. Well, let's talk about it. It has a cover. Wolverine, Miles Wolverine has a red suit. Yep. And jackets, because that's how he does. That's how he rolls. 
And it's got a page turn noise. So this plot that young black men are being kidnapped, and we find out later, experimented on. I've got... In the 80s. In the 80s, although Miles really looks like he's wearing a very 70s outfit. Here's the holder. It's 81. They're still doing some things from the 70s. I'm not just going to buy a whole new outfit just because it changes the decade. Whatever, whatever. He's kidnapped. Kidnapped, experimented on, becomes Wolverine. Our title page written by John Ridley, art by Farid Karami, color artist Chris Sotomayor, and letters by Corey Pettit. This is Corey Petit. Corey! So, something else I noticed about this book is, what is this, 40 years later, 41 years later, and the missing poster... Of Miles Morales is still perfectly secured to that tree and hasn't aged one little bit. Well, maybe it's a it's a different young man who's been gone missing. Maybe. And there's a handful of other posters at the beginning that all are young black men. Exactly like Miles. Yeah. It also gives me Days of Future Past vibes. It's mm. coming up behind them with the, especially the the version in the animated series, just where the Sentinels are coming in. There's a couple of scenes that look just like this as he's slashing through. We got our bad guys lurking in the shadows. I'm sending in a specific agent to handle this job. Agent, agent. J. Agent with no name. We're not going to tell you. We're not going to tell you because it's Miles' dad. What? Spoiler we get backstory. Everybody's mad at everybody. But this guy, the the scientist guy who was actively kidnapping children and experimenting on them. Like, screw this guy. He doesn't get to be mad. I'm sorry your family died, but maybe you shouldn't have been doing maybe evil you business. Be er- experimenting on children right. for 40 years. Oh, and then <laughs> Prowler Tooth. Oh, Prowler Tooth. This this took me out of it completely. I was all on board. I was like, oh, this is this is weird. This is fun. And then Uncle Aaron is Sabretooth for some reason. Yeah. Did he also get experimented on? Guess so. Guess it was like, go to prison or become Sabretooth. I guess I'll become Sabretooth. He chose to become Sabretooth. Don't even get me started on the last page reveal because I was like, what's going on? I th- you know, I think it was a nice way to end with the the recognition hey we're family that's not what we do i'm not don't be a, a killer like he is but then the x-men show up the x-men my name is genki lee you may call me professor x everyone else is the same everyone else is their actual selves except for miles and genki and you were like who is genki i was like who the heck is that Miles Morales, Miles, is, best friend. Miles Morales is best friend. A lot of people have said that the inspiration for Ned in the Homecoming trilogy was inspired by Genki Lee. I could see it. But also there is a Ned Leeds, who is his character name. Combo. Combo. What'd you think? I thought it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> it was a story of, like, I don't know. It was like a version of Miles as Wolverine, but it also, aside from the... Well, I mean, I guess he was experimented on, so that has a Wolverine vibe to it. I got very he was alone. I got very little Miles vibe to mm. it, besides the physical characteristic and and you know the the construct of the family. I I just didn't feel like it felt similar to Miles's character, at least how I know him. It felt like a very very quick story. Like I didn't get 
Also and true. I know they are quick, like one-off stories, but I felt like there were too many elements for me to like feel a full story. It was more just like, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's also this, and there's Sentinels, and there's Uncle Aaron, and there's the parents, and I'm Wolverine, and also an evil scientist, and murder, and intrigue, and my dad is also works for S.H.I.E.L.D., and like a million things happened. Yeah. But it was all kind of familiar. Yeah. Remspringer wants to know what is going on with Sabretooth Aaron and Gank X. Nothing good. Nothing good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just so so strange to me that Genki is now Professor X. I mean, that part is strange to me, but Sabretooth Aaron doesn't feel that strange to me because yeah, his uncle Aaron fine. is supposed to be his arch nemesis, right? Like in for a period of time, yeah. In the comics, or at least in the Spider Verse movie, The Prowler. Yep. So. That connection, you know, what if, if Miles was Wolverine, then his uncle would still be his arch nemesis. Like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But the Professor X part, I don't, I don't mean, I don't know enough about Genki to know anything if that's valid, so. It just, it, it didn't make any sense to me. But it, it doesn't have to make sense. This, you know? this is what if. It's what if. It's a fun comic. Lighten up, man. Just for fun. Chill out. Just for kicks. Just read it. And then put it away and don't read it again. No. You want to talk about what if with some legs? Well, this one has five issues. There you go. I now, love it. Now you can get some more out of it. You can dive into the story and all of these parallels of sorts. X-Men 92 is for me. I'm here for it. You should check out the original run. So X-Men 92 was a comic that largely inspired by the animated series i see so much of the animated series in this in the art in the team lineup yeah in storm and her announcement of her powers and her calling of the elements peak storm peak storm storm is always at her peak let's be clear okay so but what is this x-men 92 house of 92 oh that's 92 Roman numerals. I was like, House of X C eleven. What is that? I love the cover, the look, an homage to House of X number one. That had me interested from the start, just wondering what the heck was going on with this. Mm-hmm. Our core cover team is fully here, so so I don't know what you'll hear because I'll cut a lot of that out. But Google, our Google Home, just started giving us the full synopsis to House of ninety two, and even revealed the the last page. Big reveal. Like, calm down, Google. All right. Well, do you got anything else to say about this? the cover? You said... Well, Steve Fox, the writer, mm-hmm. he had said that he was making a lot of analogous polls for this book, but kept himself to a very strict timeline of who would be available at that time. So making things work. And I think he cheated a couple of times, he says. Mm-hmm. And then we find that out later. Not in this issue, I don't believe. But a couple of mutants that were not technically available in 1992 may have missed a couple years, but needed them to make the story work. Mm, Interesting. But it's just interesting to see how this would happen 30 years early. Yes. At first, I was questionable about it, but after reading it, I really liked it. And the data page vibes. Oh, my God. The best data page in the whole world. We'll talk about it when we get to it. A page turn noise. Written by Steve Fox. Art by Salva Espin. Colors by Israel Silva. Letters, Joe Sabino. VCs, Joe Sabino. Joe Sabino on a book book. (laughs) 
these costumes. Yeah, we update our Orcus assault team with 90s relative faces. Interesting that Archangel isn't here. I guess I figured he might be seeing as he was around and he was on the strike team. Same as Nightcrawler and Mystique. They're like they appear. The two of them appear later on in the issue, but they're not on this team. I guess it's just because they're the go to lineup. I love eye popping Wolverine. He's like growling so hard his eyes are going to pop out of his face. And Beast is back to his his quotey intellectual cartoon self. Yeah, when people liked him, when people were <laughs> happy to see him, when he was the bouncing blue beast, not the bastard that Karkoa needs you to be. Mm-hmm. Gambit, it's the thing we keep talking about that's bound to happen. Yeah, stop throwing your cards too close to the wall, Gambit. Careful now. But at least we get some really cool action pages. The Wolverine slashing through this sentinel. Yes. The fury of the lightning surges through me. These machines will know my pain. But then kaboom. Storm. A lot of people dying, getting roasted, getting smacked up. But Wolverine corners our man that we need. Bolivar Trask, our, our big name villain of the moment, which makes a ton of sense. I love seeing the nods to the Orcus team of the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know what else I love? Mm. How tiny Wolverine is compared to Bolivar Trask. As he should be. I just like. I just feel like I don't often really see how small Wolverine really is. That's because people like to give him some extra height. But I love it. Yeah. I love the little nugget of Wolverine. And honestly, I don't understand. Wolverine, you had one job. And I assume you knew it. And Gene is literally telling you as you watch him push this red button. Yeah, like you're holding him up. What do you pull him further away from the control panel? I'm going to threaten you with my claws now. Stab him. He dead. The mission is all yours, Magneto. All yes. Right. Fine. That's I'll... fine. I'll just blow the whole thing up and kill us all. You know, could have done it anyway earlier. We are at the Krakoan Embassy in New York City. I am not into this look of Krakoa. These little flower heads. You don't like them? They creep me out. I love them. Oh. I love it. I love it. There's not anything about this book that I didn't like. I'm here for it. Also, my question here is, so is this Betsy? I would assume, yes. It has to be. Because of it being 92. Great friends of humanity inclusion and Henry Peter Gyrick in the team. I'm so happy that Cable is in charge of the 1990s X-Force because I literally said that last issue of X-Force and it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Tactical deployment of resources, intelligence communication through telepathy. He is he's ready to send forces where forces need to be sent. And he's got his friends. He's got his friends. Cannonball and Pyro and someone else. That is Dark Star. All right. And don't worry because Gyrick's still got a secret... Orcus watch on. Right. Well, it's just a watch until the button got pushed, sending him the Orcus get the it together sin. message. Hey. Distress, distress. I'm in trouble. I'm dead now. Carry out my work. In the 90s, you get resurrected with your clothes on. Just because. <laughs> because it's for kids. It's for kids. We can't have naked people climb out of the orbs all goo. Get out of here. I love that the five is a new five. It makes sense. I think it's so it to cool, be. too, just because of the conversations of, like, what happens if something happens to the five? I mean, with the exception of Proteus, like, you could use these other mutants to resurrect the five. Yeah. And Tempo's on the team, so you know I love that. Win-win. 
right? So we have Proteus, Fabian, Cortez, Tempo, Healer, and Karma. Very thankful for the data page that goes over the process, which I just, I, I love nerding I love out it. over the details. Um, Yeah. Well, I wish this, this still isn't the data page page, so I'll geek on that soon. Great full shot of the island. Seems smaller or at least built differently. It does, but I do also really appreciate how reminiscent of House of X and Powers of Ten the end of this issue gets with the celebration on Krakoa and the overarching seeing of Krakoa and just like, this is a different version, but it's still staying true to the main plot threads of the Krakoan story. Except Sabretooth is not in the pit. And Deadpool came came with Cable. Well, he does not look like he is coming of his own accord. Maybe he's going in the pit instead of Sabretooth. Probably. Especially around this time, 90s Deadpool, yeah. Here it is. For some reason on the digital version, they have the two-page data page at the end of the book and oh. not in the center like they do in the print version. <gasps> this data page is my favorite thing ever for a data page. I wish they all looked like this. It is fun. It's got jokes. I can fully understand it. The layout makes me want to read it all. Make more mutants. Be sure to ask an adult to explain this one. I mean, I like the the way that they phrase Sick. all three of the all three of the laws. Harm no human unless absolutely necessary. Treat Krakoa the way you'd like to be treated with respect. I just feel it like it just feels like an after school special. It looks like every magazine I read when I was yeah, it was the nineties. <laughs> you dig? Busy mutants have got places to be. You dig? It's awesome. These jokes, which of the jokes, which of the gene jokes is your favorite? It's probably Storm Doors. Yes, that's mine. Uh, Storm Doors. Sick. Radical. What feature did Aurora Monroe request on her Krakoan habitat? Storm Doors. You know what it reminds me of? You know what this data page is? Screaming, saved by the bell. Yep. It's all right. Got my Trapper Keeper full of comics. Very nostalgic. And I love the the call out of Remy wanting to make more mutants. Yeah, it's just I also felt like kind of a super creepy pickup line when you couch it as a national law. <laughs> like, hey, baby, we're supposed to. We are state mandated to make more mutants. But isn't that what he says in the in in the House of X powers of 10 version, too? He says it in Excalibur. But yeah, right. it's something similar to that. It just made me laugh. Just a call back to that. And then I I had these questions. Who's the girl? Who's the girl Wolverine's so sad about? I mean, it makes sense as to why Wolverine would be sad about it. But I don't get some of the other things about it, right? <laughs> she's dead, but then she's not dead. And then we reveal, right? This is the 90s equivalent of a no place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is a... <laughs> You move a boulder, <laughs> you're in a secret rock cavern, and it's Jubilee. It's Jubilee. She's the Moira for some reason. Like, I get it that you don't want to do a step-by-step on the beats of Hoxpox, but this is like a plot beat on a different character, which to me didn't make sense. What was the, was there a retcon with Jubilee in the original X-Men 92? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, I mean, she definitely wasn't immortal slash... Uh, she wasn't living 10 lives. Resurrected. She loves Dazzler, though. It's just interesting that they would... You know, Moira exists 
in this time frame, right? So you could still technically have that be Moira. Mm. And I, I love slash am confused by the fact that she's lived multiple lifetimes and yet still talks like a valley girl. She is who she is. Yeah, that's fine. I guess you never grow out of that. <laughs> well, I'll be interested to see how the Jubilee version of Moira plays Cre- into this the next few issues of this. Creates a cure for mutants. It, interesting. You see, you even get your visor shot. Yeah. Oh, reflection shot. Yeah. Jubilee's glasses, because that's a Hoxpox Krakoan era trope now. Now, after I I read this, and then after you read the issue of X-Men, I felt, is this a little spoilery here? Lady Deathstrike on the Orcus team? Um, I don't think so. Just appropriate for the villains of that time? Yeah, especially her and Donald Pierce. Donald Blondie Pierce. Being in the same room makes a lot of sense. They were the leaders of the Reavers. That Sentinel looks like kind of small. It also has Bolivar Trask in its stomach. To be continued. What did you think? I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Very nostalgic. A nice, you know, new take, relook. I really enjoyed the 90s versions Aesthetic. of the characters and just the, the playfulness of it and... I thought it was a fun way to revisit the story through a new lens. Like, this is the what if that I want. Yeah. You know? Well, I also feel like it did its own things, too. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, hey, we're going to take this thing and layer it on top of this thing. We have to make some considerations. I mean, it is a hearty amount of that, but with intentional considerations to make it work for that time frame. Right. I think it's really playing into who we are and when we grew up. And the nostalgia, you know, for us specifically. Like that data page, that took me to a whole, that took me back. <laughs> yeah. Teen Beat Magazine, baby. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to, but likely because I wasn't sure what to expect. I mm-hmm. was just, yeah, all right, fine. That that looks cool. What is this going to be? No need to know Hoxpox. Very little need to know X-Men 92, the series. Just a kind of what if that became a miniseries. I I love the five. I love yeah, just the nostalgic costumes. Got I have... like the weird, like, gremlin-looking versions of Krakoa. Yeah. Chili's Polis, double-checking, is this like Hoxpox in a parallel universe with Jubilee in the Moira role, or did I miss it? And that's what it seems like. At seems least that's, like, yeah, that's what we're getting. Yeah, you got it, Chili. But why Jubilee? I have, I have to wonder. Like... I get her importance to that time frame. You know, she is the 90s bebe. She is the the child of the team. She mm. has the emotional resonance with Wolverine. but And then that now creates this new plot of him probably finding out or yeah. coming back from the future to stab and kill her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out, right? We'll find, hopefully. It just feels like a lot of random change for the story to kind of fit. I mean, would anybody in the 90s care if it was Moira? Claremont fans, I guess. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about the characters. Like, they all seem to have a connection to Jubilee. I mean, they all know Moira, and they they would care likely as much as if it was Moira. You know, Krakoa. The fact that she didn't die because of the legacy virus, you know, that wasn't faked. So, Mm. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Ellis Marley wants to know who are the 92.5? We got Fabian Cortez, right? He's he's doing that. Power synergy and amp up. Mm-hmm. Proteus, same role, filling that 
reality manipulator tempo speeding it up karma i thought this was really interesting the way that she uses her possession ability to to put the the binds back in the bodies yeah 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 which kind of i guess eliminates the need for a telepath or or an additional telepath because mm-hmm. karma's abilities are telepathic in nature mm-hmm. and then you have healer who makes sure everything's going fine during tempo's time takes care of the bodies yeah, yeah, yeah helps grow them watching people out he's moved from the healing gardens to the big leagues maybe he does both probably we're overworked <laughs> warland comics is asking who do you think would be a better replacement for proteus powerhouse franklin richards or wanda ignoring the retcons wanda <laughs> wanda 100 i just choose wanda i have choose no wanda. reason just because i choose wanda yeah well and plus franklin at this time would be a baby a baby and his parents would even more not want him to be on krakoa yeah no, I would I would love to see Wanda in that role. That'd be so cool. And technically the retcons haven't happened yet. So she's still a mutant in the right? 90s. It, same with Powerhouse. <laughs> I was talking to Future Dog Walker. They were wondering how this arc adds up with Storm's previous aversion to death and resurrection. Oh. Which I thought was really interesting. And something that I was wondering as well, that you know, she is all about not going through the resurrection protocols, not wanting to be one to die. They went a step further, suggesting maybe in the Krakoan era, it was about her potential pregnancy, the, the story arc that got nixed. Uh, we don't really know a specific reason why. What? You know this. I do? I mean, I, I don't know what you remember, but yeah, we've, <laughs> we've talked about this. Jonathan Hickman's, I don't know what you remember. Jonathan Hickman's story arc for the giant-sized issues was supposed to be around oh, her, being right, pregnant, her being pregnant with the child of her and T'Challa, who would be raised in the world and... Yes, yes, I did know this. I do forget a lot. I, <laughs> it's it's not that you forget. It's that you like the accusative tone of like, wait, I don't know this. What is he talking about? What are you talking about? The problem is I've crammed like many, many years of continuity into what has been now, what, like a year and a half? Yeah. And I... I'm at a regular pace now, but right. for a little while I was in a binging pace and things kind of fell out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Mike Loves Mariah Carey is wondering, where's it all going in terms of story? Where do we go next? I mean, we've seen some of the other covers for a little bit of a clue where you have, I believe issue two's cover is the version of Mark Brooks's promotional image. And I think it's either three or four that is a Ten of Swords story, but... I would, wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of like fast forward summary version of everything that's happened thus far. That's basically like the main what it is. Yeah, that's basically what it's going to be from what I've read. We'll hit Ten of Swords, we'll hit the Hellfire Gala, but then I believe it'll end someplace unique. It'll end with the alternate universes colliding. Interesting. Interesting. Because we're also, yeah, we're not getting a Powers of Ten. Mm. Right? So what? What is the Powers of Ten of this? Right. What's year 1000 of X-Men 92? What's the big reveal, Jubilee? Dun, dun, dun. Is it time to talk about X-Men? On to the main event. Mm. X-Men number 10. (sighs) Wolverine. Let's go. Wolverine. Wolverine. I mean, you know it's Deathstrike just by this cover. Maybe you know it's Deathstrike just by this cover. Generally, people know that it's Deathstrike by this cover. Alicia didn't. Really? No. Oh. I was like, what is this? Some kind of weird future future sentinel 
Maybe. This is a purple color. But I love this cover. I am here for Laura. Let's get it. Let's get it. Page turn noise. Hey, look, it's the five that the regular five. It's the OG five. And kind of a ridiculous detail of a page if you think about it. I don't understand. He accidentally made her claws metal. Is that what's happening? That is exactly what's happening. I think this was inserted as a cover for issue five. When, when everyone was like, why they all? How is how is Lorna manipulating Laura's body fully because she only has metal on her claws? And Jerry was like, well, it was, it was Proteus's fault. Proteus did it. He did it. He messed it up. <laughs> it was five months ago. You think he's he's got time to insert that page? That's right. He does. Shout out for Rogue getting her second issue in a row where she's actually in the book doing stuff. Looking great. Looking so fly. I've always been a fan of this costume. I was really happy that this book was Laura and Rogue doing the thing. Yeah. The unsung heroes of the X-Men team. Maybe it's their swan song, but they still got a song. I mean, most likely, but also it's Ladies Night on Game World next issue. So, Oh, yes. Ladies we're, Night. We're continuing to work with Forge in small, useful ways. It's like Jerry had ideas for Forge that he came up with, but then he didn't win the election. I'm still going to use those ideas. Yeah, like He's Forge still here. He's still going to be in he's it. He's still around. The telepathic network also comes back here in a mention. Mm-hmm. Plus the t- the treehouse technology in general. Interesting, the human shields element of it all. So Phobos is getting more and more built up. And they have just regular humans there at all times. Just so, so that nothing bad can happen to them. You can't strike on them in that way. And Polaris is making her X-Men cappuccino. Yep, yep. Because now it's a must. But wait, there's a mutant in there. Oh, that's just Nightcrawler's dead body. Oh, no. Hung up as decorations. Someone's alive. Yeah. I mean, this sets Laura off. Rightfully so. So the people that essentially made her who she is and then continued experimenting with her DNA, we don't know if there are any other sisters of Laura. Right. Yeah. Versions of it. So essentially what Gabby is. Right. Try and stop me. Hold on. Like, we're a team. Take it back. Mm, But she's, I mean... That's very Logan of her. It's very true. It's very you know, Wolverine. Problems in orbit. Sisterhood of the Metal Bones. Written by Jerry Dugan. Art by Javier Pena. Color art by Marte Gracia. Letters by Clayton Cowles. He sees Clayton Cowles. Interesting that Gambit has third billing in this issue. Mm. On the lineup. He's hardly in it. It's true. Like, honestly, Marvel Girl does more than Gambit does in the end. Yeah, I guess. They're trying to bring Gambit to the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, plus he's tagging along with Rogue. That makes sense. I mean, you know, you talk about all the people that fans have complained about in the Krakoan era being underserved. The three of them are pretty served in this issue. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And one of them gets billing. <laughs> Promise for more. Fei Long just trying to indoctrinate the bigots of tomorrow, which I, <laughs> I say that knowing it's a fine line between what either side is doing and, right. and they're innocent children, sure. But it's just like, and, and here is where we murder the mutants. <laughs> yeah. I love the, the conversation. So Laura is sneaking into the base and the dialogue is all about bets on how long she'd remain undetected. 
and the aside of, oh, did you do this when when Logan was on the team and he'd be doing this mission? He'd open the bets. Like, like, he'd be the first one. It's just an interesting point to also think about Gene and Scott have been, and even Rogue, really, for the most part, have been X-Men for generations. Ever. Right. And so now they are literally leading the team with the next generation of Wolverine. Yes. And she's made her way in and she finds another bo- Do you think this is connected to the Infinity comic? Is this the other body that they never found, that Logan no. never found? I don't think so. No? You mean from the AIM story? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Maybe. It's a different containment unit. And it also seems to be a different reason that Lady Deathstrike, as revealed on the next page, confides that she was hoping for something to be fixed, right? So she seemingly came to Stasis to fix this problem or came to someone in Orcus because she's been passed around to other scientists. So many amazing action shots. Yeah, it's a really intense fight. Lady Deathstrike versus Wolverine. I mean, do you want to call out the last time that they fought against each other like this and they even reference it was New Mutants number 45, I believe the number is, uh, part of Messiah Complex, which I also thought was an interesting call out. So Messiah Complex is when they're all hunting for hope and to to be the, the team that captures and or does whatever they want to with the new mutant messiah. Hope captures her. Yep. Whoa. So Hope being the newly elected council member. Mm. Yeah, just kind of an interesting nod to where they are at in continuity and, and the ideas that are being pulled up. Indeed. Slice your gut with my toe stabs. Where on earth am I? Ah, uh, well. Not on earth exactly. But it's cool because I know the way out. Yeah. I'd love, I love the layouts in this book. Yeah. Like this page in particular with Lady Deathstrike like hunched over and all the little inserts of the close-ups, you know, just really sets the scene, sets the tone. Yeah, I really like Javier, his work that he's been doing on this. Uh, Miss Pepe, sure. But I like Javier. But I do think that Javier has a Pepe vibe. Like their art feels homogenous yeah like i can definitely see the difference but i they're within the same range Mm -hmm. of course orcus is growing orchids (laughs) on their space station of course get out of here if they weren't like that's their flower duh yeah they're venting us into space rogue fly now think rogue can catch a fastball special that's amazing yeah just this and the cash flying everywhere. Yeah, where'd that money come from? It's the page before where they realize that Wolverine's been found. These are the bets. Oh, this is the, the betting bets. money. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. what was just a part of the? I, I wonder if that was in the script. Honestly, I'd be interested, or if that's just kind of yeah, we're element. we're playing with the idea that they're betting on Wolverine. And <laughs> I love the image of Rogue blasting it. You know. Her supersonic speed. Yeah. And just how the the logistics of it. There's no gate from the treehouse to Arako. So she has to go through this circuit of portals to slingshot and grab them on Mars, on Arako. And she does it. 
Back when we played softball at the school, I was a golden glove. And uh, back at the treehouse, you know, I, I I was thinking, is is Lady Deathstrike our villain of the month? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's the one we got our cool fight shots of. I mean, it seems like it. Now she is saved by Wolverine blood. And we get to know what Laura said at the gala. Yep. I want to stab people, but help people at the same time. It's the only <laughs> thing I want to do with these claws is stab for good. Stab for good. I love the... They're ignoring Rogue and Destiny. You know, the the plot that was building in last issue seems to be carrying through some more. And Scott's line about the visor. Yeah. You can easily eavesdrop on people when nobody knows where your eyes are looking. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's questioning the guy behind the visor. You know, he's looking at me? No. No. But we get that story continued and the shade from Destiny goes on. Yo, Destiny needs to chill. She sees needs to lay up off my man Remy. She sees some things that are not good. And we're getting hints, very little hints, but more and more about something that's coming that's You're not gonna be your life with that man. It will change you. I don't relish it. I'm I'm really interested in what is looming for Rogue because it seems like a big change is yeah. on the horizon. Something's going to happen. Especially since this is the second time they've peppered Deliberately it Deliberately. Res- yeah, yeah. And it, it's, I will, I will commend it is a lighter mm-hmm. pepper than. The first time? The first, I, I, I was referring more to the loaf of bread comment. The, <laughs> the like, hey, and yeah, I know we got to talk about our relationship from the vault. All right, cool. Back to the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get a friend the small blind the poker connection i love this last page and it's so very rocket yeah what are you talking about i don't know anything about the place that i'm at right now that you can see and i'm there of course he would be on game world of course he would on our data page the reveal on the data page it's it has begun what we knew what was going to happen you get a nice it's little... It's Dr. Stasis, though, Moira. Get it together. Seriously. She's going by M now. M. We know it's you. And please put doctor in front of my name. Have some respect. Right. I call her Dr. Polaris. You know, I was very intentional in keeping up on the fact that she completed her doctorate. <laughs> I'm a dang doctor. And how'd you get into my system? Next issue, High Rollers. Ooh. That means Game World, I would assume. Yep. It's ladies' night. It's the cover of all the Lady X-Men. They're in their gala attire on Game World. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I've seen this cover. Oh, really? No, I, I haven't. Because that would stick out to me. What would you think? What were I your overall it. thoughts? I thought it was great. I love seeing Laura in action. I love seeing, I love seeing the elements of what makes Wolverine Wolverine. The solo mission. The I'm going to do this whether you want me to or not. The fight with Lady Deathstrike, like all of those things for Laura. I mean, I do want her to have an evolution of what is her version of Wolverine, but I feel like that is also happening. But I'm just excited to see her really coming into or being utilized in this role, in this character and where she's going to go with that, because I think she's really strong and really powerful. And I'm I'm really excited about her journey. Plus Rogue. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the two characters that have been most complained about in this arc of, you know, hey, I thought we were coming to the X-Men to do stuff with these characters. 
I thought it was a good issue. I enjoyed it. It was good for this run of X-Men. Take that as you will. Uh, it was great for Wolverine, great for Rogue. Again, Duggan is teasing me with that B-plot on the last page. Honestly, it feels like that's growing into the A-plot with how Orcus has been coming back, building up over the last couple of issues. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that was the way that this issue went. When I got to that data page, I was like, oh, snap. I wasn't expecting this to be in here. Right. Which is a cool feeling. Which it almost, I mean, a lot of responses that I had seen about X deaths was how fast it had progressed Moira's story. Mm-hmm. And it always, it almost continues that here. Yeah. But that's why I said what I said about Hickman's original goal, maybe having to do with this idea that Moira ends up joining Orcus and that, you know, he wanted to keep going with that next thread, but everyone wanted to live in the world of Krakoa. And now they got to do that, but now they're taking that next step. Right. And they're pushing into that part of the story because they need they need it. And every once in a while, you need something to happen up quickly to up the stakes. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's just the, the contrast with how little Moira. And then it's like, hey, Moira, capital M-O-I-R-A, yeah. Moira. Well, that's because I think like, what was her point? Shock this was voice. her. It was good. But like this was her purpose all along to yeah. be this double crosser. So we couldn't have her do that quite yet. So we had to just keep her in the no place and keep her quiet. Double crossers be double crossing. Hey, that's the X-Men 11 cover. Oh. Polaris, Jean, Laura, and Rogue, Anna. They're wearing their gala outfits from last year. Well, they're not going to wear their gala outfits before the gala. You so they're just be them. using them. To go to Game World. You sound upset. No, I just, I thought you meant he was in their new gala outfits. That's cool. I'm excited. Ladies night on Game World. Let's get it. Yeah. I can't imagine that they're going to put all this effort into building, you know, Phalong and Orcus have grown exponentially throughout this arc. Yeah. Game World has kind of been in the background, not really doing a whole lot. I would be very surprised if that gets wrapped up in the next two issues. Oh, yeah. Because all we know of is the next two issues. Who knows what issue 13 or issue one will look like? Who knows? Who knows? Do you like seeing this side of Wolverine? This this compassion for those in need mixed in with the slashing. Yeah. Those who need. Yeah. I, I, I do, too. I mean, it feels like you're really getting some of her character and the heart that is Laura. Yeah, I feel like I'm finally getting to know who Laura is. <laughs> and it's not just Laura written as Logan. Yeah. Grunt. <laughs> <laughs> I assume we're going to get Rogue's gala speech next issue. That's, is she the only one we haven't gotten yet? Yeah, that's all of them. And, and what what did she say and what could possibly be coming? You know, like what? Yeah. Like what is happening? It doesn't sound good at all, especially with what Destiny is alluding to, that something bad is about to happen for Rogue. Like, do you think that somehow Gambit was up to something sneaky? No. So it's not like I just. I think it's something is going to happen either to Rogue or to Gambit that will emotionally impact, devastate either of them, and that's what it seems like. Rogue, I was like, oh, but then when you said to Gambit, I got like a pit in my stomach. Right. Well, especially, ooh, no, they, they, oh, I just get the feelies. What did you just think? He's not gonna die in Otherworld. No, I don't think like that would people would 
riot. Like I almost swore people would lose their minds. But you think about what Destiny is alluding to. They wouldn't. They wouldn't kill Gambit like that because he because you can be res you can be resurrected, but you come back different. You come back as a blank slate. You come back as kind of an amalgam of no everyone that you could potentially be because of Otherworld. That's what's happened with Rockslide and with Gorgon. This is I'm not I'm not okay with Destiny's it. trying to distance Rogue from that man. Oh, God. Everything inside me hurts even just thinking about that being a possibility. The Pikachu is wondering. People would riot. I know. The Pikachu is wondering who else was on Rogue's softball team when she and Rocket became friends. I don't think her and Rocket were friends. Were they? I thought. Her and and Rocket are definitely friends. That's why. But I thought through Gambit. I thought that's why why he was called Gambit's small blind because he's like his gambling partner or something that's a connection between rocket and gambit but rogue and rocket have another connection which i don't believe is through the softball team i don't know other marvel characters you think like it's it's a marvel universe softball (laughs) team it's not like a i think clearly gambit was off doing something else and that's how he's upset yeah well i mean that's that's why gambit was like he's sugar what Mm mm-hmm Everyone's sugar, though. Yeah, right. I didn't understand that. She calls literally everyone sugar. What are you talking about? She calls the mailman sugar. Thor was on the team. I'm going to say Thor's on the softball team. And I don't know who else. I mean, if she's the golden glove, you got to imagine that a couple of other people, like I bet Cannonball was not there because he would potentially be able to match her ability to go long for it. Mm. same with maybe nightcrawler or magic right i was gonna say like or captain marvel but right i bet a sticky I bet, situation they don't play on the same yeah, team <laughs> they, they would be against each other i bet colossus was there mm. and i bet wolverine was definitely there because what else is he doing he's he's got cigars and beers <laughs> he's hanging out in the dugout he's ready i don't know i don't either but it's now good question and you know it's the question that it's like how is there no softball field on krakoa how are there no basketball courts on Krakoa? That you have seen. Sure, but if I don't see it, it's not real. If they don't die on page, they didn't die. Oh my goodness. There's so much more to Krakoa that you don't know. There's got to be. What do you think Orcus's intentions are? <laughs> so Moira, in her data page message, I know something of your intentions. Your intentions to wipe out the mutants. I can't imagine. So she doesn't know about Omega Sentinel and Nimrod. She does not know that Omega Sentinel has come back from right the future. But she knows about Omega Sentinel and Nimrod. Like she knows of their existence and of their yeah usage. But I don't think she knows that they are secretly there to kill everyone. Right. But now she's basically on their side. <laughs> like, right. When when does Omega Sentinel bring Moira in on their plan? Soon, I think. Which is terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like obviously they're setting up on Phobos for a specific reason relative to Araco. Yeah, because they're going to blow it up. They're going to try to do something. Yep. And they maybe they know about resurrection. They're going to use the power of the sun to explode it. To explode a planet in the solar system? Yep. Or fry it. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I just feel like that would upset a lot of people. They don't give a... They're going to say, look at all these mutants we took out. Human supremacy. 
Comic Extracts is asking if Proteus is the adamantium man. Is he the the guy that's cooking up all the claws? Yes. There is a scene in X-Force about a punch bowl of adamantium, which Forge says it's how he puts Humpty Dumpty back together again. He doesn't actually say that, but Mm -hmm. that's how he cooks up Wolverine's skeleton. I feel like it's just covering up the fact that Lorna shouldn't have been able to manipulate Laura like that in that previous issue, in Mm -hmm. issue five. Yeah, it totally feels like a... It felt very random, like, a, we need to just uh, throw this in here. This is how this happened. It was like a little retcon, you know? Whoops. Oopsie. A little whoopsie. Any other thoughts or questions or? No, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I liked the, the Laura story. I like getting the Wolverine in her. Prime. Speaking of getting Wolverine. Oh, gee willikers. Next week, Wolverine number 20. And I'm pretty sure that's our only comic. <gasps> wow, you might have to read something else. No, 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 no. No, it's okay. I'll read my Captain Carter from this week that I haven't gotten to yet. And the Inferno trade comes out. Oh, snap. But yeah, that's it. That's it for the X books for new comics. Uh, Knights of X was supposed to come out, but then it got pushed back. I've been oh. seeing uh, Bob Quinn tweet about that. Bummer. Paper shortages and whatnot. That is a bummer. Supply chain, ruining my comics. Just giving you something to anticipate. More comics. More comics. So I I enjoyed, and and like I said, I enjoyed this issue. I think it's one of the better issues of this X-Men run. Mm -hmm. I I, sense a but. I do not put it at the same level of Immortal X-Men or X-Men Red. No. Which I just feel like further perpetuates the idea that it is no longer the front you know the, the i never saw it as a front title i i, I mean it's x-men it has to be all tropes of the x-men title being the number one title it's not the number one it's like it's the it's the headliner you know it's the it's where the stuff happens and i mean stuff is definitely happening you're building up the the big threat and now connecting it to another big threat like this is taking a lot of the pieces from hickman and mm-hmm. putting together something new with some other pieces added in. Stuff is happening all over the place. Yep. Well, until next time, old friend. Charles. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 